You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong, believe, and be renewed along the way. I know I've shared about this before, but one of my most prized possessions, I guess if you would call it that, is my papa's Bible. And um, this would be my mom's father, uh, my papa on my mother's side. And... Um, this one of those those things you have as a keepsake, right? And it's this great Bible, and it's, it's difficult to read because it's King James Version, and it's what's called a Thompson Chain Reference Bible, which means it's got all these helps in it, but they're not easy helps. <laughs> but still, I love it because it was my papa's, and there's things in there he underlined and and things he highlighted, and little every once in a while a little note that 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 wrote in there like something he wrote that that struck him. And there's not a lot, but but it's a it's just wonderful to have this keepsake. And, I, and it, what it does is it brings back these memories from my childhood growing up and being able to go to Mamaw and Papaw's house. And one thing you knew if you spent the night with Mamaw and Papaw, he began and ended his day with scripture. He began his day early in the morning before sunrise at the kitchen table with his Bible, praying, singing, and reading scripture. And then at night, right after the evening news, when it was time to get ready for bed, he would open up the scripture and read a portion and we would share prayer together. And this is, this is how this, how this man began and ended his day with scripture. So what are some things that keep people from reading and studying scripture? And you can begin to make kind of process a list and maybe for you, maybe you're like me and you find it's at times difficult to really focus and be consistent in reading and studying scripture. And so hopefully today, part of our goal will be to kind of get get a grasp on not just to understand the importance of that, but maybe some tools that can help us become more consistent with this. Um, now we're in the middle of a series that we're, we're discussing in depth, our foundational beliefs and core values. We're saying what matters now. And so we, how we started this whole thing is Jesus, Jesus matters. Now, everything we are and, and do is based on this. Jesus is the foundation of our foundational beliefs. And then we say holiness. Holiness matters. If Jesus matters now, holiness matters now. Holiness means God renews us as we journey with him. And unity matters now. Unity matters now because division of the body of Christ is the opposite of Jesus' plan and vision. Love matters now. And and we stand, we talked about this last week. We stand firmly on Jesus' teaching that love is the foundation of all God's commandments. And Scripture. Scripture matters now. We are people of Christian Scripture. When it comes to thinking about and talking about and trying to understand what matters now, with awakened church, Scripture does, and the Bible—the Bible isn't actually a book. Okay, when we talk about the Bible, it's not a book. It's—it's it's actually more like a library, a collection of ancient Scripture. And if you would tune into things like the Discovery Channel, or the History Channel, or maybe even some religious channels, you'll find that many programs on like the secrets of the Bible, or the myths of the Bible, the mysteries of the Bible, and the, and there and there are movies about secret codes in the Bible. And most of these programs tend to cloud things up more than they clear things. Up and and I'm not going. You know, I don't disparage you if you watch them. Um, they they could can be good entertainment, good food for thought for sure. But but they do tend to cloud things up more than clear things up. And currently, currently there's actually a lot of deconstruction of people's beliefs about scripture. And unfortunately, that this, this current kind of deconstruction seems to be based on social media posts and podcasts rather than actually do that doing that deconstruction. 
to reconstruct your faith and, and have a clear understanding of Scripture. And that's kind of where my whole understanding of Scripture and why it matters in my own personal life has come from. My own personal deconstruction in my life and reconstruction of my faith and have found that the Scripture matters. So let's begin with some facts about kind of facts about the Bible, just so we understand kind of this this library. Um, the Bible was written over a span of about uh, sixteen hundred years, so it's not like it was just written in, in, a, in a year or a decade or even within a hundred years, right? And not even in a century, sixteen hundred years, a span of that, that that we find the writings that make up the Bible. The, the Bible was written about by over forty writers in a multitude of places. Like, like if you look at the places where the writers, over forty of them, wrote what we call scripture now, palaces, temples, wilderness, dungeons, prisons, you name it. The Bible is written on three continents in three different languages, Africa, Europe, and Asia. And at least we know that the, the scriptures are written in ancient Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. And, and, and the Bible contains, here's the thing, it contains, it, it, it's such a great collection. It contains history, letters, poetry, biographies, legend. It contains all every kind of form of literature you can kind of imagine. And and the amazing thing about this collection of this these all these different forms of literature is that they come together to tell a complete story, and that is the story of God's love for you and God's love for me. Now, part of this collection is is uh, called in the New Testament. And in the New Testament, there were, it's it's a, it's a it's basically a collection of letters for the most part. And one of these letters is called Second Timothy. And Second Timothy three is where we're going to read from today. Now, a follower of Jesus named Paul, he's writing to this young church leader um, named Timothy that he considered to be like a son. And so Paul is at this point, the understanding is Paul is close to death. And he wants to emphasize the importance and the beauty of becoming more like Jesus as he writes to Timothy. And so he writes this. This is Second um, Timothy 3, verse 14. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true, for you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong. It teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. So here's our big idea when it comes to Scripture. Whatever question or situation that comes before us, Scripture is God's first method to encourage and guide us. That is why we we always kind of default to like when we have questions, when we have these big questions, when we go through these these experiences, we we the first place we go to is what does scripture say about this regarding this? Where does scripture give direction and guidance in this? Whatever question or situation that comes before us, scripture is God's first method to encourage and to guide us. And so let's talk more about, about Scripture, obviously, since Scripture matters. Scripture is inspiration. We say, this is, we say Scripture uh, means something to us. It's, scripture is inspiration. I have, this, I have a number of friends I have made through social media, and I have actually become friends with, actually had conversations with. And one of them is named Kristen, and Kristen lives in a—I uh, have permission to share her story, but I'm not going to give away any like, personal details. She's just to say she lives in a state very far north of us. <laughs> and Kristen's a fitness coach, and she, and she lives in a, a, a 
a different state and, and she's, and, and as we were kind of discussing some things about, about, uh, fitness and everything, um, she, she was sharing me like she hates, but she loves where she lives, but she hates that it's 20 degrees when she goes to the gym in the morning. <laughs> and I'm like, you are so inspiring to me. There is such, you know, Kristen is someone who is a huge inspiration to me just because of the consistently, like I'm going to get up in the morning early before my day gets going. Like I'm going to start my day before everything else and hit the gym and it's 20 degrees outside. And I'm like, nope, I'm, I'm going to stay. I'm going to, and I'll do my exercise, but I'm staying in my house. I ain't going out there. So who or what inspires you? Who or what inspires you? Now, one of the main points of this letter we call 2 Timothy is to inspire Timothy as he leads this little church. Remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood. Let me, let me hopefully inspire you to remain faithful is, is kind of the thought here. And I believe that this is the thought for us as we can take away from this. Scripture is given to us so that we may be inspired to remain faithful. And then this continues. All scripture is inspired by God. This word inspired here we have in our English language. We understand the Bible was written in these different languages. Well, the New Testament was predominantly written in Greek. And here, this is sometimes translated as God breathed. The word inspired, God breathed, saying that all scripture is God breathed. The word is theonustos. Theonustos is a compound of two root words, theos, which means God, and pneuma, which means spirit, or breath, or wind. Like the same word, pneuma, spirit, breath, or wind. So theonustos, when it says that Scripture is inspired, or it's God-breathed, it says Scripture is by God's spirit, or by God's breath, or by God's wind. So it's inspiration. Where else in Scriptures do we see God's breath? Inspiration is breathing in or breathing into. Think about it. There's there's the creation poem where God speaks and God breathes life into humans. There's the story of Moses in the Red Sea where this 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 uh, basically blast of God's nostrils, <laughs> a wind, but it's a blast, it's described as a blast of God's nostrils, you know, makes a path through the Red Sea in the Exodus story, and then we go in the New Testament we see in in Acts. Uh, the Acts of the Apostles, it kind of begins with this, this moment where the Holy Spirit comes. It says, the Holy Spirit came and there was a sound as a mighty rushing wind. You see what this shows us is Scripture speaks to life. There's the breath of, that we find in creation speaking life. Scripture provides a direction. That's the wind or the, the breath of God's nostrils making a way through the Red Sea, making a way where there is no way. Scripture provides direction. And Scripture leads to holiness. That mighty rushing wind that we see in Acts, where all the people were, were together and they began to, to, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. They were, they were filled with this, the sound of a mighty rushing wind that led them to, to personal holiness. So Scripture is inspiration, speaking life, providing direction, and leading to holiness. And God wants to inspire you and to breathe life into you. And this is the function of Scripture, to inspire, but also to influence. Scripture is inspiration. Scripture is also influence. I, I, I think about, you know, how many people in my life have had an influence on me for the bad. <laughs> you know, I, I've spent the last uh, probably three decades of my life, and I've, I'm into my fifth decade now, but the, the last two and a half to three decades of my life really trying to get get 
you know, positive influences in my life because I've had a lot of bad influences before that. Some very stupid things that I would do with, with my friends or someone and be like, man, that's, that's not the kind of influence I need to have in my life. Who or what can influence us? Who or what is influencing you? Our, our letter, 2 Timothy, continues about Scripture, how, how it functions to influence our lives. It says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful, is useful to teach us what is true, make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Scripture is influence. See, Paul, he, who writes this, he writes these words in hopes that, that, that to, he could influence Timothy and us to remain under the influence of Scripture. He even writes that that scripture scriptures have have given you the wisdom to receive salvation that comes from trusting in Christ Jesus. This is why scriptures matters now. Scripture matters now because there's there's content everywhere. There's content. We are content creators. We're content consumers and we're we're a content driven culture. There there are loads and loads and loads of books full of content. Many pieces of ancient literature, often referred to as holy books, content, but the Christian scriptures found that we find in the Bible are so much more than content. Scripture is more than information. It, its purpose is to make an impact in our lives. The function of Scripture is to have a real influence in our lives. A real influence in our lives. It, it reveals truth to us and about us. It exposes our true motivation. It it brings an awareness of the implications of our behavior, and it and it leads us to walk with God as we journey. Scripture is to have a real influence in our lives, and Scripture influences us to become more like Jesus. And that's what matters now. That's what matters now. And so when we look at the Scripture, Scripture has a purpose, and the purpose of Scripture is to inhabit your life. Scripture's purpose is to inhabit your life. Now, when I lived in Florida, when I lived in South Florida, I embraced the beach culture. I ate Colombian and Cuban food, and I drank Cuban coffee, and I ate a lot of bagels. (laughs) And the longer I inhabited South Florida, the more South Florida inhabited me. When I lived in Arkansas, I enjoyed going to the lake. I enjoyed hiking in the woods. I enjoyed the, the southern hospitality, the southern cooking, and even the woo pig suey. The longer I lived in Arkansas, the more Arkansas lived in me. And now that I live in Natchitoches, it's all about the three M's, right? The Natchitoches, Natchitoches is all about the three M's, meat pies, Mardi Gras, and Merry Christmas. That's it. And, and, and the longer I live in Natchitoches, the more Natchitoches lives in me. It's isn't it interesting that the longer we live in a place or a culture, the more and more that place or that culture lives in us. Now, speaking of, of scripture's purpose, verse 17 says, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. The more scripture inhabits your life, the more you are prepared and equipped to be the difference in the lives of others. God desires to inhabit our lives. When his word, his spirit is allowed to inhabit our lives, he pulls all the pieces together, allowing us to live the life as he planned for us. Emily Dickinson said, where there are, there art, where there art, there is home. Like where, wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are present, wherever you inhabit, that is home. Let it inhabit you. A lot of times we may we may get the idea that Scripture is just a bunch of rules and stories meant to inhibit us. 
to keep us from really living. So we have this you know, the inhabit versus inhibit thing happening here. So it, it, scripture is to inhabit us, to live in, to reside, to be present in, to hang out with us, to be with us. Scripture is there to, with, so that we can be alive, not to inhibit us. Inhibit means to restrict, to prevent, to hold down, to restrain, to tame. And scripture was not given to us to tame us, but to release us to be alive. Scripture's purpose is for God to inhabit our lives and to be at home in us, not to inhibit our lives. Now, the inspiration of Scripture will, will, ne- will never influence your life. You'll, you'll never get to know its full impact if you don't spend time with it, in it, allowing it to inhabit your life. So find a way to spend time daily with Scripture. Either begin your day or end your day with God's word, or be like my papa and do both. Or, or on your lunch break, use a devotional book, or, or, or have, it, have scripture sent to you in email, or have a devotion sent to you in email based on scripture. Be creative, be, but find a way to connect with God through his word. Because whatever question or situation that comes before us, scripture is God's first method to encourage and guide us. So I'll give you like, here's a suggested next step for you. Spend 20 minutes of your day, either start or end your day, block it out, schedule it, set your, set your alarm for 20 minutes earlier, or or make a decision. You're going to go to bed. You're going to take 20 minutes before you actually go to bed. And actually, if you don't have set times you get up and go to bed, you need to, it's healthy, but uh, (laughs) spend 20 minutes in daily quiet time. Take the five, first five minutes praying for understanding. Just take five minutes and pray. You don't have to have it be wordy about it. Just t- take five minutes and just pray. Just call, quiet yourself. Quiet yourself and listen. And in that time, say, God, speak to me today. As I read this scripture in the next few minutes, Holy Spirit of God, would you speak to me? Then take that 10 minutes of reading. And if you're, if you're reading like our reading plan we have that we're going through uh, at Awaken Church, we're in the, the, the Bible app. We have a reading plan that we're all like, we're asking people, you know, if you want to be read along with us throughout the entire year, here's our reading plan. And we're using the version Bible app for that. Take 10 minutes. And if it only takes you two minutes to read that scripture, it takes me longer because it's several chapters to it's two to three chapters a day. But if it takes you five minutes, read through it twice. Take 10 minutes just to read that scripture. And then take five more minutes to, to, to prayerfully write down any thoughts that happen. Because you've prayed. You've spent five minutes quieting yourself, getting your mind quiet. And you've said, God, speak to me today. And you spent 10 minutes reading through that scripture. And then take some time just to write down and reflect on what it is you heard. What it is you heard and how God is speaking to you. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you've been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.